recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast, brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have Phil Johnson with us. Hey, Phil. What's up, dudes? Good to see you. You too. And we also... We also have Lauren Mayer with us when she comes back from doing the thing she's doing. <laughs> I was walking down a bite of dinner and I finished doing that. I just didn't want to eat on the camera. <laughs> I am back with you. Excellent. Welcome to episode 586 of the Funny Music Podcast for September 9th, 2021. The title of this week's episode is Quite the Judicial Acquisition. And your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to work that into our conversation somehow. So, because we do things backwards <laughs> around here. All right, uh, let's let's see what people have been up to. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else, Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Nothing, nothing. We're not hearing you. We're not hearing you. Can't hear you. Last night, me and Kyle watched a couple of movies that I like. One is called Brain Donors from 1992, and the other one is my friend Ray's movie, Go to Hell. That's about it. What have you been up to? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, I finally got around to painting my, my little studio, my, my new recording booth thing, uh, which means and I painted the wall over here, which means I was able to clear out all the crap that was behind me here that belongs over there. So that's good. I've got most of my little room back. Um and I started building the fake wall for in there, um, got it primed. I still have to paint it and then, you know, figure out how to set it up so that it like magnetizes in place. Um, and that's about it. Just been busy at work, which, you know, is, is a good thing because it's a job, but um, it's a bad thing because I got other stuff I want to do. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 about it. Uh, Phil, what you been up to? How you been? I have been uh, voluntarily quarantining uh, because um, uh, my girlfriend's a germaphobe mostly, and uh, I we had a COVID scare a couple weeks ago where I had done it. I was doing a Thursday through Sunday run at a club in Oakland, and Friday night I was sneezing my fool head off on the way home, and I went and found a 24-hour CVS to get one of those home tests, at, which was negative. But I thought, all right, I'm just going to be safe. I started. I was sleeping in my office got tested everything was fine turned out to be a head cold but i still couldn't travel so i ended up canceling gigs in illinois and the rest of that oakland show and i canceled a couple festivals and all this so i did do a few local shows over the past week and but my girlfriend was like i don't want it i don't want if you're going out and doing it i you're gonna give it to me da, 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 da. and so i've been i've basically been living in my office uh for the last week so that i could go out and do some do some gigs <laughs> without freaking her out. So uh, I've been I've been living in my my very warm uh, office and sleeping in a sleeping bag. It's been so. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you still like you're really doing the quarantine thing. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like wearing a mask in the house and oh, wow. I'm in my studio. It's my safe zone. But yeah, so I've been sleeping in my office and wearing a mask and staying away from her. And it's been like I've been on the road. Uh, but not in a comfy hotel bed. It's been like Aww. I've been sleeping on the floor. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Lauren, yeah. how about you? 
we're I'm in California, so we believe in vaccines and science here, um, unlike other parts of the country. <laughs> but so things are pretty good. I'm starting to do some in-person teaching, mostly with masks on and in-person performing small little like, you know, house party kinds of things. Um, but my big thing that I've been working on for the past year and a half is I wrote a musical and we are now um, crowdfunding it and trying to get the word out. It's a musical about the comedian and actress Marie Dressler. So and it, this is the one silver lining of COVID. There's no way that the playwright that I've been working with, the producer, and I would have ever been able to do this had we not been stuck home for a year and a half. So mm. um, I would like to now be out and we're planning a live performance of the show in December in San Francisco. Um, so that's been really cool. So. Um, as long as we can breathe with all the smoke from the fires. <laughs> hey, if it isn't one thing, it's another, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was joking as my son was in town visiting. We were joking, like, you know, we've got floods, we've got fires, we've got a plague. All we need is locusts and frogs. And a few people didn't <laughs> laugh. And I said, that's a kind of a Jewish joke. And he said, but mom, don't go too far because, you know, the next one is death of the firstborn son. <laughs> we don't want to go that far, but it is kind of biblical. <laughs> All right, so earlier this week, it was it was International Clean Air Day earlier this week, and I was like, so not. We, not in California. Nobody can go. We, not anywhere. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> I, I heard from Carla Ulbrich, who I've, I've been doing a bunch of writing with, and they, at one point, New Jersey got our smoke. Yeah. Got yeah. Sick of, it got <laughs> sick of staying in the same place, too, so the bad air went all the way, way across the country. <laughs> yeah, such a wonderful time we live in. I know. So, so uh, Carla, yeah. See what you got me doing, uh, Lauren. You posted a song. Yeah. Uh, give us a quick intro to this one. And we'll give it a listen. Actually, I'll play the video for it. Okay. Oh, good. I'm glad you got the video. So, I didn't think, but you know, because now we have to kind of. I I wasn't sure what song to post, um, given how quick you know I do topical songs based on the news and things change and something that was topical a week ago might be completely obsolete. And I wrote this one back in April when I got my second uh, COVID vaccination and didn't think it would be relevant, but we still need to convince people to do this and, and overcome vaccine hesitancy. So the, what motivated this song was that I had a girlfriend who got her second Moderna shot the same day I got mine. And so we started this text thing going back and forth about what we were feeling. And we both had similar symptoms, different times. And I, I mean, I had a day of feeling pretty crappy. And so we're texting each other, what do you have? My arm is really sore, how about you? And I'm going, I'm feeling really achy and chilly and now I'm running a fever, I've got chills, I'm really hot, I feel nauseous, I can't sleep. But every one of the text thread would end with, but it's better than getting COVID. <laughs> well, I've got a really sore throat, but it's better than getting COVID. And it went away after a day, so it's better than getting COVID. So after seeing that 15 times, I thought that has to be a song. So, and then what I did was, if you look in the video, I had a bunch of people send me their pictures of something to indicate what their side effects were. So we just had some fun with So this is the COVID side effect song. All right, here it is. A lot of folks are scared about the COVID vaccination. Fears about the side effects may lead to hesitation. Well, I've received my second dose the other day, and now I've got something I'd like to say. 
I had a few side effects from my shot, but it was better than getting COVID. First shivering, then chills, then tired and hot, but still better than getting COVID. I had quite a bit of shoulder pain and an even foggier than usual brain, but it went away after a day or so, so it was better than getting COVID. Some of my friends had it worse, but even they said it was better than getting COVID. So I planned ahead and took off the next day in case I ended up not feeling so fit. I knew my country was depending on me to feel crappy for the good of humanity. Unless you're allergic or immunocompromised, then it's up to the rest of us to get immunized, creating herd immunity to COVID. It was easier than I'd anticipated. And some folks feel nothing like what I've related. So don't be afraid to get vaccinated. And I know this poem's no threat to Ovid. Whatever symptoms you get, it's still better than getting COVID. All right, very nice. So yeah, that pretty Thanks. much sums that up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not much that rhymes with COVID, so I had to be pretty creative. Yeah. No, you did a good job. Thank you. I was I was happy that you rhymed uh, compromised and immunized. I thought that was nice. And I rhymed COVID <laughs> with COVID. And did you all get the, the nod to Rocky Horror Picture Show? Has it tation? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I should have put a picture of Frankenfurter in the um, in the little images in the video. Yeah, that was a fun one. I got a lot of hate mail on that one too. Oh, of course comment. you did. Yeah, yeah, you will. You know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my COVID my vaccine was. I just had a little soreness around on my arm where where the shot was, and that was it for like half a day so, you know it was fine my yeah. funny side effect story and why i didn't mind getting them is that my husband is a drug counselor so he got it early as a healthcare worker and he did his first one and when he got the second one the the rehab facility where he works said you can all take the day off i mean you have to take it as a sick day but we'll allow that after your second vaccination because a lot of people have the 24-hour flu kind of thing and he's one of these i never call in sick and he said i'm not going to call in sick i said even if it's not that bad, they said you could take the day off. You're really tired. You're working in a high stress field. Take the damn day off. And he's like, I don't, I'm not going to. And I said, I hope you get side effects just so you have to take the day off. And I didn't really mean it. But sure enough, 12 hours to the minute from when he got his second shot. I mean, it was like he got his um, second shot at like 11.30 a.m. And it was 11.30 at night because he works uh, like a late afternoon evening shift he'd just gotten home he was pouring water into the coffee maker because that's his chore to set it up for the next morning as he's pouring the water spilled all over the counter he was shaking so hard he couldn't pour the water it, it hit him like he was feeling fine and then he had a fever he got in bed he was shaking and so then i, I woke up and, and played nurse and took care of him and then i felt terrible because the whole next day he felt crappy <laughs> he did call in sick and i was like i'm so sorry all right if you had this because i wish this bad karma on you i should probably get side effects too and i did but you know it was fine i i because of his experience i had actually arranged to take the day off and so um, it was fine uh, Brett G in the chat told me to wish you uh, Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Yeah, Shana Tova. Okay. Yeah, so for those MOTs, and if you aren't one, then you don't know what that means. If you are one, you do, members of the tribe. We're in the middle of high holidays. So uh, Tuesday was Rosh Hashanah. 
and Thursday is Yom Kippur. And you have Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. It's fun. You eat. Yom Kippur is the only holiday that is the exception to the Jewish joke that is one of my songs, which is what nine words define every Jewish holiday? Do you guys know? They tried, we tried to, to kill, kill us. us. We, survived. we survived. Let's eat. Let's eat. <laughs> yep. so I have a song that's that called Nine Words. But anyway, Yom Kippur, you fast. Or you, you know, that's sort of the tradition. That's no so that I know. And that was the very first service when my husband's not Jewish. And the first time he came to, to any kind of Jewish service with me was Yom Kippur. Oh. And first he whispers, I, do they ever do anything in a major key? Because all the music is minor and sad. And yeah, it was a long one. So, but yes, but thank you um, for that. Who was it who wished that? Uh, Brett G. Brett, Brett G. Shana Tova and good Yontif. A friend of mine was trying to be like a supportive of Jewish holidays and she wished me a good pontiff. <laughs> right idea, slightly wrong That's a thought that counts, right? That's a thought that counts. I can't be the first person to think of this, but has there been like a Jewish based comedy band called Rosh Hashanah? <laughs> I think you are the first person. No, the closest I came to it is a rap song, which I just found out is now being played on Sirius XM that I did with my son when he was 13. And I can't believe he allowed me to do this with him. He created these rap characters called MC Menorah, Dr. Dreidel and MC Menorah. Dr. Dreidel, that's great. Yeah, so he was, um, I was Dr. Dreidel and he was MC Menorah. And we did a rap song called Eight is Better Than One about Hanukkah being better than so, but Rosh Hashanah nah is genius, Luke. That is hilarious. Yeah, and, well, yeah. and I'm pretty sure Bowser's Jewish, right? Yeah, I think he, <laughs> yeah, is. I think he is. Everybody's Jewish. <laughs> well, you know, leave it to a Christian to think of new ways to exploit the Jewish people for fun and profit. So. <laughs> That's okay. We write all your Christmas music, so yay, we're all good. See, it all evens out in the end. Yes. It uh, does. Also, uh, Devo, have you heard? Or, or I may have actually mentioned them on the Rap Dementia Manifesto I made way back forever ago. There was, like, we all know the two live Jews, obviously, mm -hmm. but there was another group called MOT, which, you know, obviously stands for Members of the Tribe, who put out one CD. Um, they had a track called Kosher Nostra. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, another, another track was called uh, Double Dutch Lunch. Uh, <laughs> um but it's like I found this CD, and it was one of those CDs that you find uh, where like you see like stamped on it in gold, like for for, for promotional use only, not for resale. Yeah. But it was for sale somewhere. Yeah. And then years later, I saw some online article about like I don't know albums that were like made by record labels, you know, that obviously weren't by like you know artists who were trying to do like what you know make something of their career, you know. Um, and and this album was li listed as one of them, and in the article specifically said, you know, if you own this album, it probably says promotional copy only stamped on the front of it. And I'm like, well, you're right about that. And I and and not to like disappoint or whatever, but I think one of the two main members of that group was called Dr. Dreidel. Well, that's okay. You know, it's a good idea. Sometimes. The one that I love, my dad, we had, my late dad had been a huge fan of Kinky Friedman and his Texas Jew Boys. And one of their hit songs was they ain't making jews like jesus anymore <laughs> um, and actually i mean i was looking for see if i could do cover but it wouldn't work for me to do covers of any of those but he did run for governor of texas 
so. <laughs> Texas is crazy. Anyway, I get lots of material for my weekly songs from Texas. Oh, I'm sure. And you probably get lots of your hate mail from Texas, too. I do. I do. And fortunately, from the way they spell, I'm not worried about them coming to find me because with their um, intellectual abilities, they probably can't use Google Maps. Probably. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, do you have, is there anything you'd like to plug, or anything else you I'm, want to talk I about? I didn't want to be rude. Yes, I do. I, so, if I can plug, uh, well, my weekly songs are on YouTube. My uh, channel is Psycho Supermom, and also on Facebook, Laura Mayer Comedy Songs. And but if people are interested in the Marie Dressler musical, you can buy an advance ticket. Um, and it, what's really cool is the theater has set itself up for live streaming, so we don't even have to bring anything in. Oh, cool. Um, it's, you can watch it. So we're telling people this is like getting in on the first performances of Hamilton, except it's not rap. And instead of being about a guy, it's about an overlooked woman. And she's really cool. She's the only performer, male or female, to this date to be declared the biggest box office star and be over 60. Because she was in her 60s when she became. And she was a huge star. She got top billing in the movie Dinner at Eight over Lionel Barrymore, John Barrymore, Billy Burke. Jean Harlow, even though their roles were bigger, she was considered a bigger star, so she got top billing. And no one's heard of her, probably because she was older, she was not conventionally attractive, and she was gay, although it's closeted. So she's red, she was funny, and that's the other thing I thought the Fumpers might appreciate because there's a bit of still, not here, but in the big world, there's a bias against women in comedy. And in her era, in the late 19th century, early 20th century, women weren't supposed to be funny. And they weren't, and, well, actors were considered like prostitutes anyway. So she broke all these barriers. She raised more money for World War I than anybody else. She is the person who spearheaded having chorus members join Actors' Equity. So basically she's patron saint of chorus dancers. Um, she was friends with both Teddy Roosevelt and Franklin Roosevelt, and no one's heard of her. So it's really cool, and it's livinglargemusical.com, and you can check it out and hear song clips. And my and the other thing we think is, I'm outing myself here, that we think is cool is that the show about a woman who achieved her greatest success over the age of 60 is written by two women over the age of 60. So nice. I've got this great playwright that I'm writing it with. I just outed myself. I'm over 60. Um, <laughs> And you, now is your cue to say, but Lauren, you don't look it. <laughs> but Lauren, you Lauren, don't look you it. You don't look it. You don't look it. And you coordinated that on Zoom. That's yes. awesome. Awesome. So anyway, livinglargemusical.com. I'm over the moon about this project. It's I've wanted to write a musical since I graduated college, and this is the first time I've had time to produce. We have a great producer who kind of put us together and this wonderful playwright that I'm working with. So that's my main thing to plug. Um, and we're financing it by early ticket sales. So you can buy a ticket now, and then you get to get like updates every couple of weeks on how it's going. And we're going to show you videos of rehearsals. And it's really cool. Sweet. That sounds awesome. So, and Definitely keep us posted on that. I will. I will. I will. All right. We're going to do some news. And I will th thank you so much. You taking off? I in a little bit, but okay. I just, I'm, you guys are awesome. So I'm, I'll stay and listen to news. Okay. <laughs> this is the funk. Only people with too much time on their hands do jury duty. Only people who've got no significant plans do jury duty. 
I got places to go and people to see Not stuck with some upright citizenry It might do it for you, but it doesn't for me Not jury duty That's the Funny Music Project at thefump.com. T H E F U M P.com. Has grown pretty dire. I'm about to run out of socks. Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news. There we go. Uh, news, news, news. Escape from the Secret Lab fundraiser is still going on, and they are still at $1,750 of their $2,112.17 goal. So that's 17 cents is going to push them over the end. Uh, so go to GoFundMe.com and search for Escape from the Secret Lab in Space if you would like to get involved on this. Uh, the Fump is making a music video for uh, Peed in My Pants by the Knuckleheads, and we are soliciting videos from the fans. Uh, tomorrow is the deadline, so if you would like to do a video for the song, uh, send it to me by tomorrow night. Uh, we're looking for people to do the pee-pee dance, you know, hold your crotch, bounce up and down a little bit, pretend you have to pee real bad. That's pretty much it. Just needs a couple seconds worth. But tomorrow is the deadline, so get your videos in. Uh, Carla Ulbricht's album, uh, Live from Fumpfest, is once again available. She stopped selling them a little while ago because she wasn't sure if the CDs were good or not, but they seem to be, so she has started selling them again. Uh, these are not CDs I made for her, for the record. <laughs> um, uh, they are available at carlaulbrick.bandcamp.com. Uh, did I forget to update that? Yes. Uh, Sunday Comes Afterwards has a new album out called I Want a Refund. You can pick this one up at sundaycomesafterwards.bandcamp.com. It's also available on Spotify and Apple Music. It is produced by the Double Clicks, who make a uh, few guest appearances on the album. And it has been added to the Comedy Music spreadsheet, which I have not fully updated. It, there's a whole, there's a big gap in the middle of it for this year for, for, for reasons because of, you know, Fump Fest. Weird Al Yankovic will be playing the part of Locke in the live performance of The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is happening at the Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles. There's two shows happening. One is on the 29th of October. The other is on the 31st of October. Both shows at 8 p.m. Uh, they're calling this a live-to-film concert, which I guess means they're filming it to release as a movie? I'm not sure. Uh, but tickets are available at bankofcaliforniastadium.com. That's bank with a C for some reason. Um, and that's all the news I got. Luke, you want to talk about that thing Bonnie announced? Uh, nope, nothing, nothing, nothing. Nope. Nope. Nothing. Can't hear you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, that was my fault. I muted you and I forgot to unmute you. <laughs> Sorry about that. So it's 
So that Weird Al concert for Nightmare Before Christmas, um, it says he's playing Locke, right? Yes. And then it says, like, special celebrity guest stars, you know, that I guess will be surprises or whatever. I guess. Uh, I wonder if one of them is going to be Paul Rubens. You think, Maybe. You think, Al know, you think Al knows Paul Rubens? I think Al knows Paul Rubens, yes. One of the, one of the original voices from Nightmare Before Christmas, Paul Rubens, you know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, so there is a new Star Trek animated series coming out, and I know you're thinking Lower Decks. No, it's not Lower Decks. It's another one being made uh, by Nickelodeon. Uh, done in a CG style um, about a group of very young uh, people and creatures and stuff that I guess find a starship and are, I'm not sure what the overall plot is, but um, I, I think they're trying to like get the ship uh, and, you know, escape evil people or try to find the Federation or something to that effect. And uh, much like on previous Star Trek shows, in particular Voyager, where there was an emergency medical hologram uh, this ship has a emergency command hologram that happens to be Captain Janeway, looking like Captain Janeway oh, back cool. in the old school days. And Captain Janeway is being voiced by Kate Mulgrew. So basically, a a, a hologram recreation of Catherine Janeway is one of the regular characters on this new Star Trek show called Star Trek Prodigy. And uh, I think Prodigy might be the name of the ship. I could be wrong, but um, the you know like most Star Trek ships, like if you've watched. Next Gen and DS9 and Voyager, etc. Uh, there's always a computer voice that is a lady saying, you know, all of the things, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, just you know, the the command voice that that is speaking back to the people who are asking the computer to do stuff. That voice was always done by Majel Barrett Roddenberry, who was the uh, wife of Eugene Roddenberry, the or Gene Roddenberry, the creator of uh, of Star Trek, and also played Luxana Troy on. Uh, Next gen and DS9. So, um, so anyway, so this computer on on Star Trek Prodigy, this this ship's computer, also has a voice, but it is being voiced by Bonnie Gordon of the Library Bards. So she has what I have to assume is what it's like. You know how Kyle was the voice of the announcer, the announcer on Mighty Magisword. Yeah. So, like, literally, the announcer is in every episode. I have to assume. That Bonnie is going to be in every episode. Yeah, I would she's imagine the voice so. of the ship's computer. So this is huge, huge, huge news for for Bonnie because I remember when they first announced that there was going to be a couple of Star Trek animated series, and like every nerd in Hollywood who had you know voice acting on their resume was like, you know, including myself. So the through the power of uh, her agents, I assume she managed to as she put it, like, stow away onto the ship and, and be a cast member. So this is, like, super huge epic news for her and her career, and we're all so very proud of her. So coming to, uh, I'm not even sure if it's airing on regular Nickelodeon, if it's only on Paramount+, Plus. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, keep an eye out for uh, Star Trek Prodigy coming, I'm assuming pretty darn soon, to uh, that service or Nickelodeon or whatever. So so applause for Bonnie. Yay, Yay Bonnie! <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. All right, uh, tour dates. Uh, Tuesdays online, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. You still doing that, right? I am still doing that. All right. Thursdays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel. Uh, the 8th through the 11th in Elgin, Illinois, Captain Ambivalent. On the 10th online, it's Carla Albrick. Evo. Yes. Evo. Yes. Evo. I'm sorry, because it's, it's been weeks now. <laughs> I don't mean to pick on you, but it's pronounced Elgin. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every time Sorry. you're like in Elgin, Illinois, and every time I go like, 
But anyway, I'm sorry. I've never been I'm there. <laughs> Nobody Elgin, has. Elgin, Illinois. <laughs> uh, the 10th through the 12th in Muncie, Indiana, Mikey Mason. On the 15th in Zionsville, Indiana, Captain Ambivalent. On the 16th in Urbana, Illinois, Captain Ambivalent. On the 16th in Sunnyvale, California, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. The 16th through the 19th in Indianapolis, Indiana, Mikey Mason. On the 17th in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, Captain Ambivalent. And on the 18th in Alma, uh, Michigan, Captain Ambivalent. And uh, birthdays coming up on the 12th, Carla Albrecht. Happy birthday, Carla. Hey. Carla's getting a lot of runtime in this episode. Um, all right. Phil. Yes. You posted a song. I did. Give us a quick intro to the song. We'll give it a listen. I'm not playing the video because sure. the video is different. <laughs> uh, do I? I don't even have a video for this one. I don't. You have a, a uh, or it's, um, you did you you performed a, a short version of the song on. Oh YouTube or right, yeah. Like okay, that. so yeah, that actually ties in. So this was a song that I wrote when I was doing the 30 second song project. Uh, it, early part of last year and uh so i was looking through those songs looking for things that i could turn into full-length uh songs and i looked at that one and i was like oh if i add a mandolin solo to this this is a long enough song to be a song uh and so i slowed down the tempo and added a mandolin solo and all of a sudden i had a full-length song uh but it started with just the when i was writing those short songs i would just start with a line like a straight line of some sort and then try to work from there to make some jokes in it and so this one just started with the the opening line i'm no wizard but i'll be your muggle and then i thought i would just go crazy with the that rhyme of uggle and make up a bunch of words and it turned into a, a rather uh, dirty story by the end of it and it's sort of and about the, the messiness Yes, and it's, so it's about the the messiness of a, a in, an intimate long term relationship, uh, and the uh, you get to be yourself kind of thing. It is not a true story. All right, here is a puggle named Fred by Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. I'll be a muggle So give me a huggle And we'll dance a jig We'll dance the jitterbuggle Then adopt a small puggle From the SPCA Then we'll get wine to swig The wine will be juggled and out come the druggles we got from some thuggles while avoiding the pigs. I'll ask for a tuggle and you'll give a shruggle and a lazy ass hand job like breaking a twig.
a pluggle Though it's soft as a sluggle I can't concentrate with the pug on the bed You call me Big Luggle And then we'll just snuggle Two muggles on druggles With a puggle named Fred Very nice. Thank you. I like how the mandolin like solo makes me visualize a lazy ass hand job. It's like right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I would tell I, I destroyed my fingertips playing that mandolin solo, so uh, it uh, it would have been a terrible hand job. Uh, it was a bad hand job on the mandolin. Ah, uh. <laughs> that was great. So, where did this come from? Like the the. The, the whole phrase, a puggle named Fred, where, where, did, where was that coming from? Uh, that, that came literally last. I it was just like stream of consciousness writing the lyrics and, uh, and just thinking of the, the rhyme. It was all built around the rhyme structure. And, uh, and then I had a bunch of lines and I just decided to, I, I had to figure out what order to put them in. And I was like, oh, I've got a little story here. Uh, and I can exploit this rhyme for all it's worth by making up a bunch of words. And uh, and then at uh, at the end, I just just gave the dog a weird name, and <laughs> that was it. <laughs> now, if you there's a, a nobody's noticed this yet, but on the cover for the single, uh, it has a picture of a pug uh, a puggle looking uh, rather surprised. And if you zoom in really, really, really close. Uh, in in his eyes, you can see a reflection of people having sex in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> but you have That's to great. zoom in like really hard. Yeah. I wish I knew there was album art. I would have pu- I would have put it up while oh, we were playing okay. the yeah. song. I, I just put up. I I took a still from the video of you performing this on from the video, on YouTube yeah. and, and yep. used that instead. But damn it, missed opportunity. Oh well. That's all right. You can find it. Find it later. Zoom in real close on the album cover, and there's a little tiny bit of pornography in his eyes. All right, <laughs> sounds good. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, are you are you going to make any of your other short songs into lo- into full songs? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm digging through them, and actually, the next single that comes out in, in about two weeks is another one of those from from the uh, that album called uh, the Itty Bitty Ditty Committee uh, that uh, I did uh, put out a few months ago. And so the new one is uh, is called Sweatpants. Uh, it sounds drastically different than the short version does, and I went uh, I went very uh, very over the top with this one. I'm very excited because I got to I got to throw around some of my guitar chops that I don't use all that often. Oh, and, cool. uh, but uh, they gave they gave me a degree in playing guitar, so every once in a while I like to whip them out. <laughs> uh, and so that'll be out in a couple of weeks. And it's uh, it's called Sweatpants, and I'm very excited for everybody to hear it. Nice. So do so. Do you have a a dog, a pug? No, uh, my girlfriend. As much as she loves dogs, uh, we disagree as to whether they live in the house or outside. She says outside, and I say they sleep in the bed with us. Uh, and so that disagreement has been with us for twenty-seven years now, and we don't have a dog because of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we both love dogs, but we cannot agree with uh, where the dog uh, lives and partakes of the household. And so we've just avoided that whole thing. We almost had a dog one time because we found a dog. We found a small puppy running around our neighborhood and uh it it didn't have a tag on or anything we were like oh okay we're gonna take this puppy around and we were trying to we couldn't find we went all over the neighborhood we're knocking on doors hey is this your dog it was nobody's dog and we were like oh my gosh i think we have an adorable puppy now and we brought it home 
and uh, we took some pictures. We put it on next door just to see if anybody was missing this dog, and we could find nobody. Uh, and this was about six hours. And then my neighbor, two doors down, who we had not knocked on his door because we know what his dogs look like and we knew it wasn't his, uh, neighbor comes knocking on our door furiously. Have you seen a tiny little dog? And we're like, yeah, we've, we've got him. And he's like, oh, my God, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm dog sitting for a friend of mine. And the dog got out after we gave it a bath. That's why it had no tags on because they'd taken the collar off. And he was like, you just saved my ass. So we did not get a puppy out of it. But we did save his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened. To, that happened to us once. We were babysitting uh, my my old dog Chewy. Uh, the from that same litter, uh, the runt of the litter was Molly, and my in laws had Molly. So we were babysitting Molly one time, and she got out, mm. and she just you know ran all around the neighborhood, and nobody would pick her up. And, and this is a four five pound Yorkie. I mean, she was tiny little thing. And everyone, was, you know, we were running around the neighborhood, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we saw her run over. We saw her. She's over there." And I'm like, "Did you not try to? She's friendly as hell. Did you not try to like get her to come to you and pick her? You know, did eventually get her back, but man, that was uh, aggravating." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we we did. My girlfriend had a dog when she lived at home with her parents, and uh, he was this uh, chubby little half beagle. Uh, half terrier or some sort. He was a mutt, mm-hmm. and he was real fat uh, and very old. And uh, we were we were sitting him at our house here one time, and I was out of town uh, doing gigs, and uh, he got out. And he was a, he was a runner for as fat and old as he was. He was a runner, <laughs> and he got out and got lost. And my girlfriend is calling me. I'm in, I don't you know Kansas or somewhere, and she's like, Piccolo got away, and I'm like what am I supposed to do about it from here? And so she called my dad and she and my dad are out looking for him and he got picked up by the pound and he was mortified. They had to go to pick him up at the pound and he was just like, I'm never going to do that again. I feel so bad right now. He was just like, he was absolutely mortified, but he was, he was an awesome dog. So you were dog sitting? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we were dog sitting her dog because the dog was living with her mom still. And uh, her mom was out of town, I think. And uh, so we, we were dog-sitting the dog here at our place. So where did the and, dog uh, sleep while you were dog-sitting? Was it in the bed or he, was it? Uh, he, he slept in the garage. Uh, and he was supposed to stay in the garage. It was it was fall, so it was it was you know it was comfortable out there. Uh, but uh, as soon as my girlfriend went to work, I let him in the house for the entire day. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And she doesn't. She doesn't know. But also, she doesn't watch this show, so she'll yeah. never know. Very few people do, so you don't have to worry yes. about it. <laughs> There's Brett Glass, and that's and, about it. And Wildcard, <laughs> and Wildcard, Wildcard, and, and Brett. Uh, Shelby is in the chat too. So, um, <laughs> and that's about it. So yeah. Oh, there's. It says there's nine viewers. So there's a few people who aren't <laughs> chatting who are in the chat who are watching. So. ASPCA, they're (laughs) (laughs) they're they're checking to make sure no animals were harmed during the making of this episode of the Fumpcast. So, are you planning to to do any performing out soon? Are you still quarantining like forever or? Yeah, I'm, I'm quarantining because I'm performing, uh, and I did I did cancel some things. Uh, I'm, Illinois canceled the festival in Vegas, another one in Lancaster, uh, some other. Th- I was supposed to be in 
uh, Fresno tomorrow night. And so I'm pulling back a little bit this month, but I'm going to start booking things again. And uh, because now they're saying, uh, I was just reading today, the CDC said basically it's a 1 in 13,000 chance uh, that you're going to have a breakthrough infection. It's It's been a very, very small number. I think we've just been hearing about them. You know, mm-hmm. when Gene Simmons comes out and goes, I got COVID, everybody goes, oh, Gene Simmons got it. And then Paul Stanley got it. Uh, Butch Walker got it. I've talked to one person who had a breakthrough, uh, and it was because he went on a Tinder date with a girl who was sick during the date and didn't tell him. Uh, and so I'm not going to be doing that. Uh, so I think it's, you know, and I'm masking up at the shows and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I, I, I'm going to start picking it up again. But next uh, next Thursday, I'm playing a, a small gig in Sunnyvale here. And then, uh, but uh, always doing the Tuesday Tuesday uh, word salad show regularly because that is completely safe, and I do it here from this very room, and uh, and uh, no masks required. Cool. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you. Got you. It? Do you have anything you'd you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, so two weeks, uh, sweatpants will be out on all the streaming platforms. I'll, I'll get a date for it here on the pump too. Uh, that'll be out. Uh, it's whatever two weeks from tomorrow is. I can't remember what the date 24th or something like that. Uh, and then every Tuesday I do word salad on, uh, Facebook, Twitch, uh, YouTube, and Instagram. It's at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday. It's an hour of ridiculous songs and jibber jabber, uh, to, uh, feed your brain so you don't kill anybody the rest of the week. Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's do some feedback. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. And there's no feedback this week. So, In that case, there's our feedback. In that case, let's go right to this. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. Tomorrow's song is by Art Paul Slosher. And Tuesday's song is not yet posted. And this week's Spotify playlist topic is school. Because everybody's back at school now. And that'll do it. Uh, Lauren had to drop off. She is at... Uh, YouTube.com slash Psycho Supermom, uh, LaurenMayer.com. Uh, Phil, plug yourself one more time. Uh, everything is at PhilJohnsonComedy.com, all the stuff, and you can get my brand new, uh, brand new, it's been out for a few months. You can get my latest comedy special, uh, Burning Sensation, there as well, streaming, download, discs, whatever you want. And Christy just showed up in the chat. Hi, Christy. <laughs> and uh, Luke, you got anything else? There we go. Something I think we should do, uh, for my benefit anyway, at the beginning of each show when you announce what the title is, you should type it into the Zoom chat just so that I have it as a reference. Because okay. I always okay. forget the exact wording of what you said, and then I can't remember it for later. That is quite the judicial but, um, acquisition. <laughs> well, you know, until next week, I'm just going to be here playing with all these toys because I very much like toys. And I think people who listen to the show uh, may also like toys. So if you like toys, keep listening to the Fump. Yay. 
That wasn't foreshadowing or anything. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski. And he's Phil. I'm Phil. He's on tour everywhere. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org. And join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefunk.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say... If anybody knows any hot, blonde Californian women who are into funny music who are age-appropriate for a 47-year-old, you know, let me know.